0: Turn your Bibles over to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. We haven't been there in seven days. Let's go back for a while. Hebrews chapter 11. And I'm also going to be over in Genesis, to uh, Genesis chapter 12. So we're going to look at Genesis 12 and then Hebrews 11 as as, as well. And we're going to keep looking at at faith today. We're going to keep kind of going through uh, chapter 11 for a few weeks and looking at faith. Faith, and, and I was reading... Yesterday, I was kind of working on, the, the, I've got this little book that I like to get stories out of, church stories out of, and one of the writers had wrote this, and I thought it was very good for today. The writer said this, he said, faith is, a cent- is central to all of life. Now, I want y'all to listen to this, because all of us have to deal with doctors, okay? And Mary, I want you to listen to this and just see what you think about faith after I read this, this is what he said. He said, you go to a doctor whose name you can't pronounce and whose degree you have never verified. They give you a prescription you can't read. You take it to a pharmacist you have never seen before. They give you a chemical compound you don't understand. Then you go home and you take the pill according to the instructions on the bottle. That's faith. He's not wrong, is he? (laughs) Did you verify before you got your liver, did you verify that he was capable of doing that? No. How do we do that? We go on faith. We have faith in our doctors. We have faith in our mechanics. We have faith in our teachers. We have faith in all these things that we deal with in this in this world. We have faith in them. Even though we can't prove that they can do the job, we have faith in their word. We have faith in... Um, uh, the people that support them or that, that build them up, we have faith in them. And today we're going to go back into Hebrews 11. We're going to look at Abraham and the faith that he had in God. I remember, and, and I'll I read the story here in just a second, but Abraham took a giant leap of faith, if there ever was one. For him to have to, to up and leave and depart and go away from everything that he had and known, he took a leap of faith. It wasn't a, a small step of faith. He leapt into this whole thing for God. But I want to go back before, and y'all don't have to stand on this one. We'll, we'll get up here in just a second and, and read. But I'm going to read you the, the short account here of Abraham uh, and his little conversation with God. Genesis 12, 1 says, Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, into a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee, a great nation, and I will bless thee and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curse thee, and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. And Abram took Sarai, or sorry, however you want to say it, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their substance that they had gathered, and the souls that they had gotten in Haran, and they went forth to go into the land of Canaan, and into the land of Canaan they came. And Abram passed through the land into a place of Sichem, unto the plain of Moriah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there built he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And he removed from thence into a mountain on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. And there he built an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. Now that's the, the brief story right there of Abraham. And he demonstrates some of the, one of the greatest examples of faith. God told him, leave. He said, leave your father's house. Leave everything that you own, everything that you've got. Leave it. Take your wife. Take your your nephew and get out of here. I'm going to give you these things. I promise you I will give you these things. I will bless you if you'll just mind me. I'll give you this if you will do this. And on faith, by faith, he did it. And I'll tell you this right now. That altar is still standing. I've been to that altar. I've prayed over that altar. That altar is still in Bethel. It has not been torn down. It's a beautiful thing. That is faith. He believed God against all odds, and he endured his faith. Abraham's faith was an obedient faith. That's the kind of faith we as Christians have to have, an obedient faith we have to obey. That's why I asked you what you was going to sing a while ago, because it just dawned on me. We should have sung trust and Obey." That would have been a good one for today. But that was still good. A faith. He had a faith that genuinely obeyed and believed God. He had the faith. It was a genuine faith. It was a faith in knowing that God would not lead him astray. It was a faith knowing that God would supply his needs. It was a faith knowing that God would not break a promise. And I tell you, God never broke his promise. Not to Abram. Not to Abraham, not to his wife, not to this church. He's never broken a promise, and he will never break that a promise that he's made us. Now, if you got your Bibles turned over to Hebrews eleven, stand with me. Now we'll finish this up. Hebrews chapter eleven, verse eight. The Bible says, "By faith Abraham, when he was called to go into or go out into a place which he should." After received for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out, not knowing whether he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Let's pray. Father, again, we thank you. For the morning that you've given us, we thank you for the week that you've given us. God, we thank you greatly for the little bit of rain that we got Friday. and God, I pray today as we break open the, the Word, as we look at what you have written for us, God, when it comes to faith, that we could partake just a little bit more of your Word, Lord, and give us what we need to better understand faith and our faith in you. Lord, we have such great faith. We have All kinds of faith. Each one of us has faith in you to get us through the day, to get us through our own situations. But, Lord, may we have a faith the size of Abraham. Lord, you called the man out. Let him out. You made great promises for him and his people. And, Lord, you fulfilled those promises. And we thank you for those promises that you made and that you've kept. And, Father, we thank you for what you're doing for us and those promises that you made each one of us. Lord, we thank you for the promise of salvation. We thank you for the promise of eternal life. We thank you for the promise of mansions not made by hands. God, we thank you for the promise that you'll never leave us nor forsake us. And the promise that your mercy will be new every single morning. God, we love you this morning and we praise you this morning. All this in your son's name we pray. Amen. You can have a seat. Now, there was a great call on Abraham. There was a great calling from God. If you go back to verse 8 and look at that, it says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, <laughs> it just says, obeyed. He obeyed. He was called and he obeyed. He was called and he, is, he obeyed. Now, you won't find many preachers that have been called that obeyed immediately. Most preachers will tell you that when they were called, they drug their feet. Most preachers that were called waited. Now, it may have been a week or two. It could have been years. My uncle was, it was, I think, 13 or 14 years before he answered the call. He was called, but he never surrendered to call. I was talking that Steve Combs was, uh, announced his call to preach uh, last Sunday. He goes to Cove Creek Baptist Church. Kevin Combs, that was up here before me. I think y'all had, had him preach up here a time or two before I got here. It's his uncle, I think. Anyway, I was talking to him uh, Sunday. He announced his call Sunday morning. He's preaching his first sermon today. But what he told me was the Lord had been dealing with him for a while. This scripture we just read, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. There was no dragging of feet. There was no him hauling around. There was no procrastination. There was none of that. Abraham had faith in God, and so he went out. He answered that call. God gave him a great call, and he challenged Abraham to be a witness to others in the world. He he challenged him to be a witness to the only true, loving, living God. He challenged him to take that message out to the world. He's challenging us today to do the exact same thing by faith. Go out and tell the world who I am. By faith, tell the world what I have done for you. By faith, tell them what my son has done for them. Go out into the world. That's part of the Great Commission. Go ye therefore into the uttermost parts of the world. Go ye therefore to the four corners of the world. Go ye. He's telling you to go. He didn't have to finish that up, but he did. He could have just said go. And that was enough. But he told us where to go. Go you therefore around the world. Go tell them all. That's your calling. We're called to make disciples. As Christians, when we answer the call, when we answer the Lord, when, he's, when he is dealing with our hearts and we are saved, the next thing that he's asking us to do is work. He's, just, he's telling us, go work for me. You're saved. Works after salvation, not works for salvation, works after salvation. And he's saying, get off the pew and go do something. That's our calling. Our calling is to make disciples. Our calling is to help build the church up. We all have a responsibility as a Christian, and that's to tell the world what Jesus has done for us. It's to tell the world about God's only begotten Son. We have to answer that call, though. Abraham had a very high calling, a very important calling from God. God challenged Abraham to be that witness. He challenged Abraham to separate himself from the world. That's a challenge that we should take and accept right now from God. He has called us and has told us to not be like the world. He's saying you've got to separate yourself from the world. You've got to separate yourself from the things of this world. You've got to separate yourself from the things that are not of heaven, not of him. Separate yourself. That is a challenge, and that's a difficult challenge for us. It's so hard to not live in the world. It's so hard when we leave church on, on a Sunday and we go back home or we get back into our work rhythm or whatever on Monday and Tuesday. It's hard to not get in the world. The world kind of gets into us, and we put God on the back burner. God challenged Abraham. To leave his home. He challenged Abraham to leave his friends. He challenged Abraham to leave his job. He challenged Abraham to leave his country. He challenged him to leave everything behind. Now, if you think about it, a missionary is the same way. God has challenged that missionary. He has laid that on their heart to serve him around the world or in their backyard. But he has challenged them to go, to leave everything to leave it all behind. If you've ever met a missionary, they remind me a lot of Abraham because God has called them out. Some of them don't get to keep their homes. Most of them, if not all of them, they quit their jobs. Their spouse quits their jobs. Their kids end up being homeschooled most of the time. They move. They go to wherever God's called him to go. Could be 10, 20 miles down the road, or it might be three or 4,000 miles around the world. Who knows? But he's called them, just like Abraham. He challenged him to leave it all behind. By faith, he did it. By faith, Abraham left everything and followed God, done exactly what God asked him to do. If Abraham would heed and obey God's call, if he would do it, Abraham would, be, would uh, believe God without question. Then God would do three wonderful things for him, three glorious things for him. Listen to these three things. He would cause a people to be born of his seed. There's a promise he made him. He would cause a people to be born of his seed. Secondly, he would bless all nations through his seed. And then thirdly, he would give him a promised land, the land of Canaan. That's three things that he promised him. Did he break his promise? No, he did not. Now, did Abraham see any of that? No, he never got to see it. But God didn't break the promise. We're going to talk about that a little bit deeper here in a minute, but... That's the three things. He caused the people to be born of his seed. He would bless all nations through his seed, and then he would give him a promised land, the land of Canaan. Now, secondly, there's this great faith of Abraham. If you'll look at verse 9 again, it says, By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. Here's the part. The heirs with him of the same promise. The heirs There's where it goes. There's where the land went. There's where that promise that God made Abraham, they inherited that through Abraham. Abraham obeyed God. He believed God. But what kind of faith did he have? He had pretty strong faith. But what I'd like to say about Abraham's faith is it's an obedient faith. He obeyed. Trust and obey. He trusted in the Lord. He obeyed what the Lord had him do. He obeyed what God had called him to do. He obeyed the Lord by leaving it all behind and going and going and going. He minded the Lord. He obeyed and he went out not knowing where he was going. That's that's a scary thing, not knowing where you're going. That's a scary thing for any of us to go where we don't know where we're going. But it was by faith. He knew that the Lord would lead him. He, when God called him, he acted immediately. He did not hesitate. He did not question. He did not waver. He did not drag his feet. He just went. He didn't know where he's going. He did know where following God would lead him. You may not know what God has called you to do yet. Maybe he's still working on you. But just remember, He's got a great plan for you. He wants the best for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us, for he he knows the thoughts. He knows the plans. He knows the greatness. He knows the goodness. He knows what is best for you. You might not know in your heart yet what he's got in store for you, but just have faith and obey him. Trust and obey him that he is going to lead you through whatever this calling is. He's going to get you through this calling to glorify his name. He's going to take you through this calling to build up his kingdom. That's what we're doing. We're trying, to, we're trying to make these disciples. We're making sure the world knows about Jesus Christ and all that he can do for them. He had faith and he obeyed. He believed, so he obeyed. When a person truly believes God, they will obey God. If you truly Believe in God this morning. In your heart, 100%, I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe in God. Not a God, the God. I believe 100% in my heart that he is who he is, the great I am. If you believe in your heart 100%, then you'll obey him. You will obey him. You might question it. You might... Drag your feet just a little bit. You might not be as quick to respond as Abraham was. But if you truly trust God, then you will obey him. None of us knows where our faith will lead us, but we are not to fear following God. Being saved, you don't know what the Lord will do with you. When you ask Jesus into your heart, That's a whole nother chapter in your life. That's a whole nother book now. Everything's different. And being called to preach is another chapter as well. You don't know what the Lord's going to do with you. You don't know where you're going to end up. You don't know if it's going to be you and your family are going to get to stay at home and you'll serve a local church or if the Lord's going to call you and take you somewhere else. You don't know. But by faith, you know that he's in charge. And by faith, you're going to follow God and His calling on your life. God is good, and He wants the best for every true believer out there. He wants the best for us. For I know the thoughts I have toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. If we hold back and don't believe and follow God like we're supposed to, then we're going to miss out on a blessing. If we don't mind the Lord like we're supposed to, we're going to miss these blessings that he has for us. We, that's something my dad always says. He'll try to help somebody or do something for them, and, and they'll say, no, 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 we don't need it. And he'll look at him. and say, don't rob me of my blessing. That's what he always tells them, don't rob me of my blessing. Don't rob yourself of a blessing. When God has called you to do something, he has told you to do something, by faith, follow him and you will receive that blessing from mine and the Lord. Abraham also had a a hopeful, obedient faith. Now remember, Abraham never received his inheritance. Remember that part. God promised it to him, but he never received it. Not that God broke a promise. He just never got to see it. He never got to see the promised land. He never saw a nation of people born of his seed like we talked about. He never owned a piece of land. Not one piece of land. Bible told us that he was a sojourner. He, he, uh, it said that he dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, um, by faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob. He was only a stranger from place to place in a strange land. That was it. He was a stranger. That's what a sojourner is. He lived to, ha- to be in a ripe old age, seeing both his son and his grandson born, and witnessed them become the heirs of. Of that promise, see that's where that's where the promise was kept was through his heirs. So Jacob and Isaac got to receive that, but even they were heirs of the promise, not the inheritors of the land. He never even saw them receive not one piece of land but despite it all, despite what appeared to be all kinds of odds against the promises of God from ever being fulfilled, Abraham still believed God. Can Imagine that, living... I, I just lost his age when he died. But just remember being that old. And God making a promise to you when you're 75 years old. And then living to be at old age and never seeing that promise. Never seeing it fulfilled. Do you think he doubted him? Do you think he got bitter? No, I don't. I truly do not think that Abraham ever doubted God, ever. We've got to have that kind of faith, that obedient faith in God. He still believed in the hope that God gave him, had given him. He believed so strongly in that, that promise that he had made him that he even taught the same promise to his son and his grandson. Isaac and Jacob, he, he taught that. See, if you don't believe it, why would you teach it? I don't know, Kristen may teach evolution. I don't know. Is that you? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Do you believe in letters and sounds? That's why she teaches it. I'm serious about that. You teach what you believe. Wednesday nights, what are we doing? 23rd Psalm. Why are we teaching it? Because we believe it. Sunday school. Why do our teachers teach what? They're teaching. Because they believe it. I have faith in our teachers right now that if they were to, if they studied their lesson and they seen something in that lesson that, that contradicted the Bible or what we believe, would they teach it? No, they would not teach it. Same way up here. I'm not going to preach something I don't believe in. Abraham taught Isaac and Jacob that promise. He ensured them of the promise that God had made him, and that they would be the inheritance of that promise. He believed it, so he taught it. Why would you teach something you don't believe? Thirdly, Abraham's reward for believing God was in verse 10. For he looked for a city which had foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Abraham's reward for believing God was the great city not made by hands. The great reward that he received, it says the city which had foundations, whose architect and whose maker was God. What a reward. He was faithful. He was faithful to the end. He was, God was faithful to him, but Abraham was faithful to God. And so his reward was heaven. See, if we're faithful to God, and we serve God. Now, through salvation, we receive heaven. I think we can all agree on that. I believe it, so I'll say it. Through salvation, we receive heaven. And then after salvation, when we, ha- when we go about the Father's business, when we're out and we're doing whatever kind of work we can do to help glorify Him, to build up His name, everything we do, we do in His name. And we're, we're, gaining, we're receiving these rewards, these crowns and things that are going to be built up in heaven. I believe that. And then we're going to be able to give them back to Jesus when we enter the gates. I believe that. That's that's our reward. Abraham's reward was heaven. Our reward is heaven and treasures that are stored up for us to turn around and give right back. The great heavenly city, that was his hope. This verse right here plainly teaches that Abraham's faith was the faith he looked beyond the word and all the way into heaven. He looked beyond what was being said. He was looking further on. He had his eyes set on the hills. He had his eyes focused on heaven. Not on the things that was around him, not on not on the promises that God had made. So he didn't focus on that. He was focused on heaven. He was focused on those foundations, that heavenly home that was built by God. He looked beyond the struggles. He looked beyond the heartaches. He looked beyond the disappointments. He looked beyond the, the, the failures of his life. He looked past all that stuff, and he's seen heaven. We've got to look past all our faults, our failures, our disappointments, our heartaches, our sadness, all the things that we have right now on earth, we've got to look past all of that stuff. All the things that are not in heaven, we got to look past that stuff and keep our eyes focused on heaven, keep our eyes focused on the reward, keep our eyes focused on the prize, keep our eyes focused on Jesus. Because when you start focusing on all the bad stuff, all the heartaches and disappointment and the sadness, the sorrow, the tears, the heartache, the health issues, all the things we have here on earth, When you're focused on that and that alone, then your faith is pretty weak in God. But when you flip that around and you start putting your focus back on God and what he can do for you, when you start putting your faith in God and God alone, then and only then will you start receiving those blessings. Then and only then will your mind clear up and your heart will clear up and you'll realize that heaven is my home. i I, i'm just i'm just like abraham right now i'm just sojourning around here i'm just kind of wallowing around here on earth i'm just kind of walking around i might not have much might not own much property if any property might not have a house might not have anything here on earth but i've got something in heaven keep your mind focused on what you're going to receive what you're going to get when you get to heaven he had a heavenly focus that's what we got to have a heavenly focus and faith in God. It didn't matter to Abraham that he never was able to see all the promises of God fulfilled. It didn't matter to him. He never got to see it in his lifetime. He simply believed God and looked forward to spending eternity with him. See, me, here's what I want. Here's here's what I look forward to. I look forward to the rapture. I look forward to the rapture. That's the way I want to go because I go with y'all. I think that's a great way to go. But if I make it to heaven, or when I make it to heaven, not if, but when I make it to heaven, and it ain't by the rapture and it's by the grave, so be it. I'm still going to be in heaven. Am I going to be disappointed? Absolutely not. There is no disappointment in heaven. That's what I want to happen. I look forward to spending eternity with god whether it's by the rapture by the grave there was a student once who bought a i want to end with this he bought a mechanical pencil y'all ever used a mechanical pencil i found one in my truck yesterday i don't use them things ever so i'm assuming it's paisley's But he bought a mechanical pencil he's proud of that mechanical pencil and he used that thing for a couple weeks And he was taking a very important test one day. About halfway through that test, he ran out of lead. Ran out of lead. So he got up and he started asking his classmates, can I borrow a pencil? No, I don't have one you can borrow. Can I borrow a pencil? No, I ain't got one you can borrow. Went to the teacher, can I borrow a pencil? Nope, that's up to you. You're supposed to supply your own. Well, he finally dug around, dug around. He finally found him a pencil to use to finish up that test he was frustrated but what frustrated him the most was after the fact when he realized that that mechanical pencil had a reservoir in it that had more lead in it and if he just pushed a button it would refill that pencil for him see that that student found out that it was designed to be used continuously Just gotta press that button. Christians are a lot like this student, even though they have all of God's sufficiencies in their life available right there to them, right right in front of us. Everything is right there. Because of their lack of knowledge, they don't draw on it in the time of need. See, he he had a lack of knowledge about his pencil. He didn't realize how that mechanical pencil worked. Had he known, had he had the knowledge to press a button to put that lead in there, he wouldn't have been frustrated. See as Christians, we lack knowledge of God sometimes. We lack the knowledge of, of, of the, the significance in serving a loving, living God. We lack the knowledge of understanding that He will never leave us nor forsake us. We don't understand it. We don't have that knowledge, and we don't have that knowledge because we're not in the Word. We're not studying the Word of God like we're supposed to. See, Abraham had that knowledge. Abraham had a heart knowledge of God, and so he had faith in his God. When you have a heart knowledge of the Scripture, when you understand the Word of God, not completely, we'll never understand it completely, but when you start to understand and, and start gaining that knowledge of the Word of God, then we will start trusting in God. We will trust and obey Him. We will trust that calling. We will trust His faithfulness. We're going to trust His mercy. We're going to trust that grace. We're going to trust Him. We're going to have faith in Him. But we have to have the knowledge. Not a head knowledge. Not a head knowledge. This will get you in trouble. Remember, 17 17 inches to salvation. 17 inches between your brain and your heart. Alright? This will send you to hell. This is what gets you to heaven. You've got to have a heart knowledge of God and understand Him and what He can do for you. Abraham had that heart knowledge. He knew how that mechanical pencil worked. He trusted in God. Where is your trust? Do you trust in God the way that Abraham trusted in God? Did you obey? Do you obey God like Abraham did? Abraham had an obeying faith. Let me read that one more time. By faith, Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed. I can't sum that up any better. He just obeyed. When God calls, you obey. Whatever it might be, whatever he's asking you to do, whatever it is, I don't know what it is, but I'm sure he's dealing with somebody's hearts this morning obey. Do like Abraham and just obey. Don't drag your feet. Don't stomp and kick and scream and all that stuff. Just obey. Just obey. That's all he's asking you to do. Mind the Lord. Let's pray. Lord God, again this morning we thank you so much. God, we thank you for your son Jesus Christ that obeyed Lord, that should be overwhelming for each one of us. God, as we talk about it often, the fact that he left the comforts of heaven to come down here and tarry on earth with us. He left your side to come be by our side. He left the wonderful, wonderful throne of grace. He left the streets of gold. He left heaven. To be with us, we thank you for a a faithful son, for a faithful savior, for a faithful obedient servant, for a faithful shepherd. God, this morning I pray for each one of us to be as faithful to you and your word as Abraham was. I pray that we would be a faithful congregation to your calling, we'd be a faithful individual to your calling whatever it may be. God, if there'd be someone here this morning that's being called to, to serve you in some way, God, I pray that they would be like Abraham this morning and just obey. Lord, may we all be a little more understanding in, in your calling. May we all be more open to just say, here I am, Lord, send me wherever it may be. May not be in the mission field, but Lord, it may be just down main street and newland it may just be going down king street and boone who knows but lord here i am send me and may we be faithful to follow your word and to follow your calling god we thank you again for this church and those that make it up and i pray god a a special blessing on each one of them this morning and lord as they leave this place may they leave here obeying you we love you and we praise you this morning all this in your son's name we pray amen amen Thank you all again for coming out this morning. If you didn't write down any of those dates from earlier, find me and we'll, I'll share my notes with you because I use a pen, not a mechanical pencil, so my ink don't run out as often. Good day God bless you all.